Hi! Welcome to a podcast of Smut and Dragons, where two MILFs talk about books that have dragons, smut, and sometimes both. Please note that neither of these MILFs claim to be experts in literature, but we are experts on vibes. We may occasionally spoil an extremely minor plot point, but we'll keep it to the first few chapters. Honestly, if it really bothers you that much, are you okay? Is everything alright at home? You can tell us, bestie. We love you. Oh, wow. You know, I read a tweet today that said, God is a six-year-old and I am the iPad he's playing. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That feels that feels right. That feels more correct than anything else I've heard. <laughs> I just wanted to get on here and share that because I need other people to know that one. I th- I think it's great. Anyway, welcome to okay. a podcast of Smut and Dragons. I'm Jillian. I'm Maggie. Same as always. Same. Same. What if we just switched it up? <laughs> what if we just switched it up? What if I was Jillian and I was Maggie? <laughs> Damn. I think that was good. Yeah. Anyway. How are you, Jill? I'm doing fine. How about you? Uh, so I think this episode is coming out at, um, this episode is coming out, I believe, in August, mm. which means everyone has seen the Barbie movie by this point. So happy Barbie movie to you all. Oh my gosh. And I know it's going to be good. I can't wait to live in that future. I know it's going to be good. And it's going to be nominated for an Oscar because... And it's going to win. And it's going to win because... Oppenheimer who? <laughs> Oppenheimer who? Barbie is forever. I came here to see Barbara Millicent Roberts. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely Sly Queen. Amen. Our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Oh, okay. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. We're going to be talking about books in case you guys didn't know. Yeah, we're going to talk about books or whatever. (laughs) But first we're going to, we're going to do rock, paper, scissors that you can't see. Ready? Rock, Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. (gasps) You get to go first. I get to go first. And I didn't do scissors. Good for you. I remembered to not do scissors. You fisted instead. No, I fisted. You fisted. I did paper. (laughs) That's how, that's. That's how the rules of the game work. <laughs> what if we changed it to rock? Oh, no, fist? What's what's a sexual term for paper? Pillow princess? <laughs> <laughs> fist, pillow princess, scissoring. <laughs> Keep the scissoring. <laughs> Anyway, what's your book, Jillian? Anyway, so (laughs) my book is called Phantom by of the opera is there by uh, Greer Rivers. Oh, Phantom by Greer Rivers. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Talk to me. Hear me out. (laughs) Shit. Whenever you say hear me out, I get really. This is. A Phantom of the Opera retelling. It is Phantom of the Opera. It is a Phantom of the Opera retelling in which the Phantom gets the girl. 
I'm, I'm but for also it. he's in the mafia and also she is bipolar and also it takes place in modern day post Katrina New Orleans okay <laughs> <laughs> now I was with you and then you lost me with the now, with the Katrina <laughs> now 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 hear me <laughs> That was a tragic, I, terrible loss, I read, but I'm sure it makes I a good I read sense. this concept and I said, that's insane. <laughs> There's no way this book is going to be good. Boy, was I wrong. This book had, was way better than it had any right to be. <laughs> Based off of what it is. That should, be, that should be on the back of the cover for that book. This book was better than it had better any right to be. Better than it had any right to be. Um, so... So we have our protagonist, Scarlet. Okay. She is in a, well, the first sort of scene chapter-ish of the book is her having a manic episode in the French Quarter. Okay, she's bipolar. Okay. full, And the author is bipolar, I believe. So this is all like... Based on Drawn experience. from her experience. Yeah. Um, I like that. This is not like... <clears throat> Some some able-bodied person writing a bipolar yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. an actual like bipolar person writing a bipolar character, cool. which I represent. I love. love that. It was hard to read a little bit. Oh, okay. um, that first scene because it was like if you are bipolar, it may be a trigger that is okay too much for you right off the bat. Okay, because it was a very um destructive manic episode that she was having in the middle of the French Quarter in New Orleans. Great. Um and yeah. So she's sort of going off the deep end. Her friend is trying to rein her in. She ends up getting um taken in by the police for like public what's the word I'm looking for? Um indecency. like indecency indecency misconduct or whatever, mm-hmm. like causing a scene. Yeah. <laughs> in public and and they're like you're drunk and her and her friend are like she's not drunk at all she hasn't had a single drink she's just she's just this right now and they're like if that's true then you need a different kind of help and we're taking you regardless so she ends up on a grippy sock vacation for a hot minute we don't get into that we just know that it happens after this scene this is like prologue okay um cut to present day of of the story she is in a opera conservatory um called i think they call it the new french opera house or something um in new orleans and she's studying opera there um the phantom tell me about them so there are two families happening in New Orleans that are kind of mob-esque families that control the different sides of New Orleans. One has the Garden District, one has French Quarter. Both alike in dignity. Okay. Um, and the Phantom and his twin brother are the heads of the French Quarter family. Okay. And... Um, they both wear a mask whenever they see anybody in person so that, like, if they're ever, like, because obviously the Phantom is heavily scarred from some reason. Okay. And um, he also only has one eye, mm. which is fun. 
Um, Hot. Sexy. <laughs> Not a sexy disability. Um, uh, yeah, but anyway, so they both wear a mask when they have, like, these meetings and stuff so that, like, you don't necessarily know which one's which. I believe they're identical twins. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's sort of mysterious. And then, like, one of them can show up somewhere as the other, air quotes. Yeah. And um, anyway, so the first scene in the present day is them having a meeting in Box 5 in the Opera House while there's a rehearsal going on um, with the head of the other family. Oh. Whose name is Rand. He's our Raoul insert. <gasps> I love it. Yeah. And over the course of this meeting, the Phantom is kind of really showing his hand of like how already obsessed with Scarlet he is while she's singing. Um, But showing his hand a little too much to the head of the other family. No Phantom. Um, Because Rand, of course, was childhood sweethearts with Scarlet. And they haven't seen each other in years. He's been off doing whatever, whatever. Um, but he has a stake of a claim on her that he is going to try to use against them. And anyway, so that's the setup for this book. Okay. Oh, she's grabbing it. She's grabbing the Kindle. One star. (laughs) The writing is childish and the main character is unlikable. (laughs) When... An author uses verbiage like bestie. I know I'm not in for a good time. You know what, bestie? (laughs) (laughs) I get that this is a modern retelling, but this modern just feels dated and cringy. Also, Scarlett is just using her party girl act as a cover for her grieving for her grieving of her dead father. It's not really a spoiler for it's told on the second page of the book. Also, the imagery of New Orleans is stereotypical at best, for I know for a fact that both of them would have been mugged or worse. The only credit I can give to the author is that she had triggers in the front of the book. Wow, you just said one problematic thing after another. First of all. First of all. Okay, (laughs) sure. language like bestie is going to be dated language in 10 years you could say that about anything you could there i've read so many things from a long time ago that have dated colloquialisms in them and it's fine get over it it. okay i know you're at least over 40 (laughs) um fully knowing and in the author's note and the trigger warnings, which you must have read because you mentioned them. Yeah. Um, we know that she is bipolar and that this is a manic episode. This is not a party girl situation. No. She, by the main portion of the book, she, like, doesn't drink anymore. Like, she's fully, um, oh my God. like, straight edge at that point because Tell me she's, like, the point so, because she's so, like, hypervigilant about not becoming that manic ever again. Um, so, like, yeah, fully seeing mark. someone have a full-on bipolar manic episode and saying it's her party girl era as a cover for her grieving for her father's death. It's like, you don't understand. Woof. No, this is a bipolar woman who was triggered by the death of her father and had an extreme manic episode in the first chapter. And incredibly ableist language for you to for for you to use um 
And then also the imagery of New Orleans is stereotypical at best. I know for a fact that both of them would have gotten mugged or worse. I know that shit like that happens, but also this comet feels racist. (laughs) Am I wrong? It just feels like... They're like, they're like out and like partying in the French Quarter and you're saying that they would have been mugged feels racist. Um, it feels, it feels, it feels racist. It feels like you're saying it's not realistic, which again, like, who, who cares? Nobody cares. You, you know what this book was you know what this supposed book is. to be. There's another one star review this, that, This feels like, like Linda that's asking who cleans the li- houses it's in very, the vampire it's, book. It's very much giving Linda. They would have been mugged. Why are they outside? Literally. Um... Uh, there is another one star review that like the body of it isn't that interesting, but the title is I regret learning to read, which is very funny. <laughs> that is very funny. That's, that's very funny. Um, she, she says it reads like a poorly written Twilight fan porn. Um, first of all, first of you all, you don't know that I wouldn't love that. <laughs> You don't know that I haven't read that. Um, and second of all, I came here for Phantom of the Opera fan porn. That's the whole reason why I picked up this book. Bold of you to assume that I came Bold here for literature. Bold of you to assume that's not exactly what I wanted. And then, and then, okay, hold on. Let me pull up the trigger warnings again, because one of them did mention that as well. This story contains triggers such as complications with mental illness. Female MC is bi- has bipolar disorder type 1. Dementia. Severe psychotic depression. And conversations about suicide. Okay. Dubious consent between main characters. Physical violence, murder, torture, not between main characters. Reference to sexual assault the ref- and reference to child sexual assault. Loss of a father, substance misuse, and stalking. It also contains the following content and tropes. Wax play, questionable use of fire, light bondage, primal slash breeding kink, voyeurism, mild degradation and humiliation, dubious consent scenes, praise kink, dubious consent branding, and an over-the-top alpha hero that will make you melt. Reader discretion is advised. Okay. Now, that being said. It sounds like it's a dark romance It is a dark romance. However... I was like a little, I'm always a little concerned about dubious consent because you never know, like that's kind of vague, like you never know how dubious it is. I was very concerned about the dubious consent branding. Yeah, that's, that that I was was concerned about, I was a little concerned about that. Um, and then stuff like stalking can get, of course we know Phantom of the Opera, that's his thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's his whole thing. That's his whole vibe, is we just stalk people. Um, specifically this one person. Anyway, this was the most wholesome stalking I've ever read. Like, <gasps> really? what? Like, he's just behind the mirror, um, like, watching her sing and, like, writing songs with her through the vent because she can, like, hear his, like, playing from his apartment that's, of course, in, in the basement uh, oh, be- beneath so the opera house. Sweet. And, like watching her to make sure she takes her medication and like (laughs) stop and and stuff like that like like that's the most i mean yeah it's slightly creepy because he's watching her and she doesn't know it and like he he knows like deep intimate details of her life like her medications and when and how much should be taken and stuff like that but 
of the stalking that I could have read. This was very sweet and wholesome someone and well intentioned. Very, very, um, exactly. Yeah. Someone, someone being very attentive to someone they're stalking's mental health and like making sure they're okay. And like, like he, like there's one point where he mentions like he thought he was going to have to intervene sooner, but she gave up alcohol on her own and he was like really happy about that oh and my stuff God. like that. And I'm like, shut up. That's so sweet. I know. We have a little bit of a panic attack. <gasps> And as we know, we are sluts for panic attacks. As we know, we are sluts for panic attacks. And as we know, she's mentally ill. (laughs) And as we know, he cares very much about that and making sure she's okay. So when she has a panic attack in her bedroom by herself, he does come through the mirror. Oh, my God. And it's very sweet. The dubious consent... This is, like, in the first couple chapters. Mm -hmm. This is before the panic attack situation happens. Okay. The dubious consent scene was also very lightly dubious. Okay. She was in her room masturbating. Okay. And he, um sort of like approach the mirror and like usually he leaves if he catches her like that that's another thing about about the stalking is like usually if he catches her in like a a compromised a compromising position he will leave he doesn't like stand there and watch her jerk off yeah um but he didn't leave because she had like seen him at a party and like moaned his name (laughs) right Mm -hmm. which is another trope that's that i love good um and then she kind of sees him through the mirror. But, like, she also was very worried after this performance that it was going to, like, kick off another manic episode. She couldn't find her medication. So she took an older medication that didn't work as well that made her, like, sleepy. Okay. Um. So, yeah, she was under, like, becoming under the influence of a medication that was going to impair her judgment. Like, yeah. But he didn't know that mm-hmm. until afterward. And she was begging him. Yeah. So, like, yes, slightly dubious, but also he didn't know and she was begging for it. And it, she wasn't, like, like, she had just taken it. So she yeah. wasn't fully under the influence of it until, right. like, toward the end and after the mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and right afterward, he, like, sort of figures out what happened and he's like why the fuck did you take this you know this makes you sleepy (laughs) like knows her side effects yeah of medications that she's taken previously and didn't work guy he's taking care of her so what if he stalks a little what if he stalks her a little (laughs) it's just a little bit the dubious consent branding also was not that dubious. I'm not going to tell you too many details okay. about this because it was toward the end. Okay. But she was asking to be marked. She just didn't know exactly what it was going to be and that it was going to happen right now. But if she did know, she would have said yes. Okay. So it was, again, dubious okay. because there wasn't an explicit yes in the moment. Right. But also not that dubious because yeah. she would have given consent and she did... Kind of, she just didn't have all the information. Yeah. So, like, a lot of these triggers... 
are to cover the bases. Right. Are are to cover the bases. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't feel like they were that bad. Reader discretion is advised. You may feel differently. Sure. Um, but I just wanted to explain what those scenes were like a little bit more so that you can more accurately decide if that is something that you could potentially... Yeah right off yeah. or not yeah <laughs> of, of the dark romances <laughs> maggie almost dropped the laptop on the floor <laughs> of the dark romances of the dark romances this doesn't feel like the worst guy no like he's he kills people <laughs> but they but not des- me <laughs> but they, but not me and also they deserved it like they're all bad people like it's not just like he's a murderer and he kills for fun like he kills people who are bad mm-hmm. as one does right and you know how in um honestly the things that i found the most disturbing were was like i said that first scene of her manic episode yeah. was a little disturbing and i imagine that someone who maybe has bipolar type one might find it a little triggering um or they might find the representation good it it all you know that's very yeah person to person um the things that i found the most disturbing was you know how in fan of the opera you don't want christine to be with raul because he's boring he's boring he's vanilla he's boring he's blonde and i fucking hate him <laughs> he's blonde that's yeah, he's so boring so he's terrible blonde and i just don't care yeah i just don't care i want her to be with this sexy disabled man who lives in the basement <laughs> and <laughs> come on like like i don't think it's that i don't think it's that bad but anyway she added this sort of layer in with the raul insert character that there was like a sort of like they were they had like a childhood romance but she was 12 and he was 16 or 17 and there was something that happened there that she was not comfortable with um, at the time and it has been so long and like she was so young and like she's lost her dad like to the point that she's kind of like sort of written it off and yeah, is like explaining explaining yeah, like um it away and like justifying a lot of the ways that rand t- treats her in the present but also he does a lot of he does and says a lot of yucky yucky shit um yeah like <clears throat> talking about like Honestly, some of the things that Rand says I find the most triggering. Yeah. Um, just because it's a lot of, like, gaslighting and, um, uh, like, yeah, like, like, ownership stuff and, like, and, like, acting like he has any right to her and, like, he, and, but he actually doesn't, like, know anything about her, like, Mm. care about her really and, like, that becomes more and more apparent, but, um... Yeah, so honestly, that's the stuff that I found the most disturbing, and that's not even the stuff that's, like, prominently featured on the trigger trigger warning list. So, like, the whole time you're like, in Phantom of the Opera, I don't like Raul because he's boring. In this, I hate this man because he's terrible. Because he's actually a problem. He's, like, Apollo from Lore Olympus level. (gasps) I hate him. Yeah. No. We don't Um, don't fuck with Apollo. No. Mm No. No. no that's what this man is and um do not like it <laughs> do not like it but 
What about, how would you rate it? Okay, so, okay, so, okay. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> okay, so, so. So. I'm trying to determine if I actually, if, like, because it feels wrong to give it such a high rating. With the But premise? I can't think of a reason to take away any points. <laughs> no, Jillian. <laughs> Katrina? Post Katrina? They didn't mention they didn't mention Katrina like really that much. It's, it's not like like that really had a huge impact on the story, but like it was modern day New Orleans. Yeah. You know? I'm gonna call it like a I'm gonna call it like a like a like a four point seven. Okay. So it, it's one of those things like it is so good, but I don't know if I would display it on my bookshelf. You know what I, I mean? I I five stars i would buy it and display it on my bookshelf yes yes okay it would go i would get it for the romance shelf but that's a shelf that lives in my bedroom yeah um so like yeah yeah so this and because it's just one of those books that you have to be like okay i read this hear me the fuck out I need you to hear me the fuck just out. Just shut up. Shut. I need you to shut up <laughs> and listen. And and listen. Also, the other thing is that like like she she's like she's like in this opera school and like she's kind of doing it because like this is what her dad like had envisioned for her like he was a mm-hmm. musician too and and she's like I'm good at it and I like it but like I kind of she really wants to do like more like jazz like solo yeah work she she's just kind out. of scared about her mental health and how yeah. that will um yeah. affect doing something like that sure. because She's thinking, you know, when you're doing a show, there's like, there's backups, there's understudies. Like, if if something happens with me and I like go crazy, it's a lot of a risk to go solo. For yeah, her. a lot more yeah. of a risk to go solo for her in her mind. And like, anytime she's mentioned it, like Rand will be like, "That's stupid," and the Phantom's like, "I didn't know that you wanted that. That's Aww. great idea." And then like makes her like sing at a jazz club and like and like. Is like super encouraging and being like, I I love listening to you sing opera, but I will listen to you sing anything. I and I want you to do what you want to do. Makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. That's what I'm saying is that it's like this is like a this is this is a dark romance and that there are dark themes and dark things happen, but it's not a dark romance in that he ever does anything very questionable with or to her. Um. He has very pure intentions when it comes to her. He would have been happy to just watch her forever. Oh, I love that. Um, and I love that. <laughs> I love that. It reminds me of that TikTok that's like, it was a TikTok that was like, <clears throat> you read these romances, like, maybe that's because you want this stuff with for your real life. Maybe that's what you should be, you should have you for your standards. And this girl stitches it and goes, oh, nope, she's not talking to us. She's, she's not, not talking to me. On. She's not talking to you, dark romance monster smut girl. She's, she, but what if she was? <laughs> no. What if I, if we, you're, you're telling me if that if there was a dragon man with two penises in front of me right now. <laughs> She's not talking about us. <laughs> I think it's more so geared towards like the dark romance girlies. Especially. The dark romance is is you you are putting yourself in a dangerous scenario. You do not you do not need to actually want that in real life. A hundred percent no. Um, I will say she does sneak in, 
like Phantom of the Opera musical lines every once in a while. So good. Um, oh, which I is eat that which up. is very good little Easter eggs, but also a little. It's a little bit ruins the pacing of a moment at, at times, depending <laughs> on what what um what is happening. Um, I can't read you any of any of these the, these highlights that I'm looking at right now. You can read this later. <laughs> Oh, also, I don't know if I mentioned his name is Sol, short for Solomon. Oh. We do love Sol. And that came up in my mind because I was just talking about Sol from yeah. Dragon's Bride. <clears throat> you were. Um, also, the structure of this book is really cool. Like, like it's broken up into parts, but it's like, it, but it's like um, Overture, Act 1, Act 2. Oh, like a musical. Uh, I love that. Yeah, like, a, like an opera. I like an opera idea. I think that's very sweet. Um, spice, four. Nice. Um, solid four peppers. Love that. Um, this, this. <laughs> that's my favorite. The spa. <laughs> the, the, the first scene that's like the doobies consent scene that I was telling you about earlier. It's like, also in that scene, he, he doesn't actually really touch her. Oh. He touches her hand and like guides her <gasps> oh. doing it. So that's like another another reason why I feel like that scene is not even that bad because it's like yeah the consent was slightly dubious because of the medication but also he didn't know but also he didn't like actually touch her and like didn't have any of his parts out. Wow. And that's the that's the first. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to find something cute to read you, but I can only find really naughty things. <laughs> I can only find really naughty I can things. only find the really naughty stuff. I'm trying to find you something cute. But, yeah, four, I'll call it 4.7 stars. Four, four peppers. peppers solid. Way better than it had any right to be. I was expecting hot garbage i was expecting hot garbage i was like this is gonna be bad but i'm gonna sounds terrible it sounds like a bad idea (laughs) it sounds like a bad idea and then i'm reading it and i'm like you know what greer you might be onto something (laughs) yeah this might work girl um bestie (laughs) bestie (laughs) you might be right about this You might be right about this one because I wanted her to get with the Phantom the whole time. Although they would most likely be mugged if they were out there. So they would most the likely thing. be mugged. <laughs> that's the only thing I have as a note. That's why it doesn't get five stars. <laughs> that's why it doesn't get five. I regret learning how to read. <laughs> so dramatic. It's so dramatic. I regret learning how to read. I'm not good, little muse. My obsession with you is the only pure thing about me. Never forget that I'm your demon of music, Scarlet. You can't expect me to behave like a gentleman when you beg like my whore. (gasps) Sir. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Sir. Kick my little legs. Yeah, kick my little legs. What did you say? (laughs) What did you say to me? Anyway, what'd you bring today? I, I love that. Well, you brought the wildest possible. Pr- the pr- I, I think that takes the cake for the wildest premise. But no, no, no. Sorry. Underneath, um, Radley's. No, Radley's. Oh, Radley's. 
Bradley's home for horny monsters will forever be the wildest thing I've ever heard you now talk to me about. Now you just set me a challenge. Oh no. Now I need to find something crazier. <laughs> I need to find something worse. I need to find something worse than um, Bradley's home for horny monsters. So as you know, I have mu- have not been able to be normal since finishing this book. I'm going to no. be talking about Fourth Wing uh-huh. uh, by Rebecca Yaros. I believe that's how you say your name. I believe so. So fourth wing, this is the book that has been viral on TikTok that everyone is talking about. It's like, what the hell? Why is this on my page? It keeps flashing in my face. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I said, you know what? I take the bait. Um, and I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Um, because I cannot be normal after finishing this book. Um, I, it is 864 pages, at least on my version that I read, I read it digital. 864 pages, I read it in two days. I read Crazy. it in two days. Crazy. I could not, from the moment I picked it up, I said, oh no. Oh no, I'm, I'm in for I'm in for a ride. <laughs> so the premise of this, okay. um, I'm sure you've seen there's like some dragons involved, things like that. So what this is, if I can like give it a vibe, not a mouthfeel. We'll talk about that. But um, we'll talk about that later. But if I could give it like things to compare it to, it's like Hunger Games with dragons. Oh. So there's like the Violet is our main character. She is going to a particular it's Bastion War College. This particular country, they have colleges for three main, um, uh, if you were to serve your country, I guess, there are three main occupations that you can choose, which is scribe, um, you know, which is scribes working in the library, parchment, all of that. I said parchment as if that's part of it. Working in the parchment. (laughs) Writing in parchment. (laughs) Um, So scribe. And then, um, oh, what did they call it? I think like cavalry, battalion type thing. Just a general soldier. Right. And then there are the riders, which are the dragon riders. Hell yeah, And dude. the riders are the most competitive and also the most deadly mm-hmm. um, school to get into. Right. Um, so Violet is our main character. Her father has passed. He was a scribe. Mm-hmm. Her mother is the general of the army, General Sorengale, and is a rider. Okay. She is a very tall woman, um, muscular, built for being a rider. Mm-hmm. And she is stone, she is a stone cold bitch. Period. Um, she, um, and her, she has a, an older sister, Mira, is also a rider, just like her mom, built like her mom, all of that stuff. Violet is a teeny tiny little, like five foot nothing, teeny tiny little bones, um, has been studying to be a scribe her entire life. Her mom says, no, Sorengale is going to be a scribe. You are going to the writer's school. Damn. Um, Which is basically a death sentence because she has been training as a scribe her whole life. When I tell you this is Hunger Games... Some of these people go to this school, have been training to go to this school their entire life. Like, full-on military fight combat training, all of this stuff. Mm. 
come to the school already prepared. Mm. She has Uh-oh. been training as a scribe. She is a little teeny tiny delicate thing. She's just a thing. little guy. She is a little guy. Her father was a scribe and her father has since passed. Um, her brother was also a writer mm. um, and died in a war previously. Uh-oh. Okay? So being a writer is a very dangerous occupation so we open the book with her basically climbing the stairs to go to her mom's office and she's holding her pack like basically getting ready to go to school to the school and she's like i can barely get my book bag up these stairs i'm fucked (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i'm so fucked do you want me to die bitch she talks to her mother. Her her sister is there, is arguing, like, Mom, you're basically sending her to her death. She is not prepared. There's no way she's going to make it. How dare you? And her mom is just, like, stubborn, is like, no, she's going to be a writer. She is a Sorengale. It is an embarrassment for her to be a scribe. And at that point, she's the general. What she says goes. There's no way she's going to be able to back out of this. So she's like, I'm going to go. I guess I'm going to have to go. So at that point, Mira... <sighs> So that that is like the first couple of pages of chapter one. At that point, like we get this context. Uh-huh. And then at that point, Mira starts prepping her in a very panicked way. She starts emptying her pack and is like, all right, we got to get rid of this shit. You got to only take the basics. And Violet's like, what are you talking about? She's like, get rid of your books. We got to get rid of this. And she's like, but that's my, th- that book is was something my father gave me. And she's like, nope, you got to get rid of it. Only pack what you can take, what you can actually carry. This is way too heavy for you. And she's like, well, why? And she's like, you are literally have to crack, you have to cross the parapet to get to the school. Right. The first step to getting to the school is to cross basically this like giant, like, extremely high very narrow bridge with no handrails on it with no guardrails that's not osha approved (laughs) there's no guardrails it is a rounded of course it's it's not even flat it is rounded a basic a parapet that's like is the only way to get to the building where you stay for the school. So from the beginning, you are like, you could possibly die just getting to the school. So she has to get ready. Her sister trades her with trades, her boots that actually have a grip because she didn't have them with a grip. Then of course it's raining. Of course it's raining. raining. So from the get go, I'm reading this book and I'm like, I'm panicking. I'm panicking. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. So her sister's giving her all of this advice. Um, she's like, you know, just, you know, remember this. You make sure you do this, uh, you know, and you are extremely smart. That is one thing that these people do not have. You are extremely intelligent and you have studied all of this information. Use your brain because that's the only thing that you're going to have. And she's like, well, thanks a lot. And she's like, no, seriously, I know you like you're good with knives. You can throw knives and you're a little bit fast, but really you're smart. And that's the only way you're going to get out of this alive. Right. I'm not saying this to be mean to you. I'm saying saying it's your strength, girlfriend. This is for your survival. Yeah. So this is chapter one. Okay. So, at this point, I'm terrified. <laughs> right. I'm so, terrified, horrified. So, we get to the, we get to, like, the, um, the, the entrance to the school, and this is where, like, people are, like, hugging their loved ones, 
and they're like, okay, I'll see you maybe. And like at the bottom of the parapet on the ground are all of these like care, body. Care wagons that are w- wagons that are waiting for the dead bodies. Like literally they're like preparing for all of the dead bodies that are going to show up because crossing the parapet is so dangerous. Oh God. I know. It's stressful. Out. And then one last thing. Stay away from Zayden Riorson. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't make me. You can't make me. Because he, he will try to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So, will, he, will, he, will he try to kill me just like a little bit? Or like, or like a lot? What if we How kissed? hard is he going to try? What if we kissed? Oh, we'll get to that. What so, if we kissed about it instead? <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. There's definitely a couple of fight scenes that are very sexually it. tense. I love a sexually tense fight. Oh, it's oh good. Oh my god. So, um, and, and this is where I'm like, Violet is, Violet's like a girl's girl. You know what girl. I mean? <laughs> Violet is so incredibly horny. When she sees Zayden, when she sees Zayden for the first time, so for context, Zayden is a child of the leader that was a rebel to their kingdom. Mm-hmm. When his dad rose up and like was rebelling against their particular country, yeah, um, he obviously got um, he got got. <laughs> And all of the children of that country were branded with dragon magic as re- rebels' children. So he has like this really terrible, dark, sexy brand. <laughs> <laughs> He's like incredibly disfigured. <laughs> it's like a, it's like black and like tattoos, and it's like all around his neck and stuff. Mm. It's very, very bad. I very can think bad. Of something else that could be all around his neck and stuff. <laughs> My fucking thighs. <laughs> like I knew what you were talking about and then you still said it and it was so funny. <laughs> so anyway, but I gotta read you when <laughs> is like coaching her all of this stuff all the way up to the parapet she's like rushing yeah. and trying to give her as much advice as she can mm-hmm. and she says oh and by the way try to find dane because he's gonna help you and keep you safe Who's dane? dane is like a childhood friend okay that makes sense when i say dane what was the guy's name that was the rowl like rand rand dane is Same. a rand oh no like, seriously, everything that comes out of Dane's mouth, I wanted to wring his neck. I wanted him to die. I think never... that's why she named him after Dane Cook. <laughs> Probably. Because I get the same feeling. Like, every word, everything he said, from the moment she got there, at first it was like, oh, you shouldn't be here. Like, oh my god, why are you here? You are not going to be safe here. And 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 she's like, you know, I, I don't really have a choice from the moment she got there, he fully was devaluing her capabilities, was fully just trying to sneak her out, breaking the rules in a way that was, like, not going to keep her safe. Mm-mm. Just stuff like that that was, like... Yeah. 
you suck, dude. Yeah. You're not trying to. You're not Rand trying to, behavior. You're not trying to help her like get through this, and you're definitely not believing in her capabilities. You are just fully devaluing her. And it was a selfish, it's a selfish thing too, because his whole reasoning was like, I can't watch you die. I can't watch, and like, I get it. Like, in a way, I I do understand. Um, because this college, if you do not become a writer, it's because you died. <laughs> like, truly, there's so many challenges and obstacles and things to get through. The parapet is just the tip of the iceberg right um because you can't walk across a narrow bridge you're not gonna be able to ride a dargan you're not gonna be able to ride a dargan a big old dargan um so i really want to read to you first a, a small snippet um of how horny this girl is thank you um when she sees zayden for the first time so context again there they this is enemies to lovers for sure um his dad was responsible for the death of her brother. Her Ooh. mother was responsible for the death of his father. Ooh. There's a lot of distrust going on there. Yeah. And that's why Mira is like, stay away from Zayden because he will kill you. Yeah. I had nothing to do with it. I was just reading my book. <laughs> I was over on the bench. I was over on the bench. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally, that's just, that's like the premise of this book, is that... I was over on the bench. That Violet's just like, I was literally over on the bench. Listen to this. um, With the parchment. And now I'm here. Listen to this shit. This is is where I was like, oh damn, she already got it bad. He's the most exquisite man I've ever seen. And living in the war college means I've seen a lot of men. Even the diagonal scar that bisects his left eyebrow and marks the top corner of his cheek only makes him hotter. Flaming hot. Scorching hot. Gets you into trouble and you like it level of hot. (laughs) Suddenly, I can't remember exactly why Mira told me not to fuck around outside my year group. (laughs) What if I fucked around and found out and that was just worth it and fine worth it and fine for me what if what if he killed me and it was just like that was worth it it was worth it it's fine baby you can call me you can stab (laughs) just make it worth just Just, make it worth it (laughs) yeah you can stab me a little bit i'll let you so there's like so there's like so much there's it is a when i say a page turner this book is fast paced it is a page turner. There are stressful moments, but it is good. Mm. And you are constantly, either you are motivated by the death, the potential death. Yeah. Or you are m- motivated by the potential sex. And or both. And, or both. And it is so good. And when you finally get through all of the obstacles, there is a moment where you get to bond a dragon. So mm-hmm. there is literally there. Oh, oh, and also all throughout, like in Hunger Games, all throughout these challenges, pretty much anyone can kill anyone as well. So oh, you've that's got, fun. So, so you've anyone's got that. just like allowed to kill whoever. Yeah. And and like and this really hot guy is just like trying to kill you all the time. Yeah. And and there's that. And by and by me, I mean Violet. <laughs> Violet, not me specifically, no. Maggie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no. Um. So there you got that going. And then 
So on top of all of that, you eventually, once you live through all of this, mm-hmm. then you get the chance to bond a dragon. And some dragons um, don't like the look of you and will just incinerate you right oh, that's there. that's fun. That's such, that's, that's so fun and flirty of them. <laughs> it's so fun and spicy <laughs> that they do that. Oh my God. Um, what a way to go. And, but it's, it's so fucking cool. It's so fucking cool. And like, once you bond a dragon and I'm not going to spoil it but god it's so good mm-hmm. and I kept trying to predict who her dragon what her dragon was going to be um the whole time and I was wrong and I'm so happy I was wrong it was so, I cried oh. I, it was so good oh. I was fully like it, it was like I don't know like one in the morning <laughs> that I'm reading this when when they bond and I was just fists in the air yeah just wanting to scream it was so so good I love that um fully like I said fast paced really like page turner I I I don't I can't be normal it was it was Uh I'm obsessed and Mr. Zayden he is I love him and you find, you end up like, he ends, I don't want to give too much away, but he's kind of like, he's definitely like in her corner in a hateful way at first. And then is like, uh, the whole time it's like, oh, he raises his eyebrow almost like in respect, you know, that kind of stuff. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Um, he's so hot and respectful. <laughs> um, there is spice. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> one of the spice scenes lasted four pages and pages, and I was not upset by that. Um, I wouldn't be. It went on forever. Um, so yeah, this is a, um, this is, I would say this is like three spices cause this is definitely plot heavy, but there's also really good romance in this for sure. A good, like even on yeah, both yeah, sides yeah, yeah, yeah. here, <clears throat> I would give this five stars. Yeah. I would a hundred absolutely give this five stars. Where are my dragons? Where is my dragon? I would like to bond. Where's the one in the mafia though? <laughs> <laughs> When when does these when do they join the mob? <laughs> there's I mean there's like a little there's a little there's definitely violence. There's definitely <laughs> Does he kill people? Sure. What murder? Oh, this was the other thing this is cool. Your dragon mm-hmm. has magic mm-hmm. and manifests in you a specific <gasps> power that's specific to each person. So you have like different, everybody has like a different kind of power. That's cool. And his is shadows. <laughs> it's always a shadow daddy, isn't it? <laughs> I, it is very, so dark and mysterious. It's very, very, very Shadow nice. powers will never not be sexy. Never not be hot. Yeah. Never not be hot. He is brunette, so nobody, nobody panic. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Um, I, yeah, I think that's, I think that's, um, I don't, I don't. Is she blonde though? No, she's, um, oh, she's got, um, like, 
brown hair that fades into silver for some reason. She's got an ombre. She's got an ombre that like just happens and nobody knows why. Hmm. I wonder why. Wonder why. Hmm. We'll never know. Um and I have nothing more to say. I'm I can't be normal. And when I tell you listen, Jillian. Jillian. I'm listening. Look at me. I'm looking. When I tell you when mm-hmm. I tell you about a book. And yeah. I'm like, you should read it, Jillian. And you're like, that sounds nice. I'll add it to my list. <laughs> when I say, like, you should read this book, I, I need you to read this book. <laughs> like, immediately. <laughs> I'm looking at you in earnest. She's holding eye contact with me. And it's uncomfortable for and me. And we're both we're... autistic. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncomfortable for me when we're doing it because I need you to know. I need your eyeballs to touch my <laughs> eyeballs to know that I'm so dead fucking serious I'm right so now. dead serious. I don't care what is on your list. You're moving it up. Okay. You're moving this up. And I and I was on the phone with Taylor and Emily, our friends, before we started this episode, and I told them the same thing. And Emily said, oh, it's on my list. And I said, no. <laughs> no, it's Throw not. the list away. Throw the list. Burn the list, because this is your list now. But what about the new Duskwalkers book? I'm sure it's good. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm it's, sure it's good, but I need you to read this dragon I'm sure board. it's good, and it's very nice. And I'm sure that big old guy is gonna be so great hey listen this is there you know it's not every day that you're for that you're begging me to read a book that has both dragons and sex in it it has both dragons and sex please and please that's what our podcast okay. is all about all right <laughs> please this is the whole thing please <laughs> this is the whole thing it's got dragons and smut what more could you ask for Jillian, please <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I'm begging. Your, your, your prayers have, have been heard. Okay. <clears throat> I'll, I'll back off. I'll try to be normal. No. I, I can't be normal, There's but no I'll try. normal. There's no normal. I haven't been normal about a book in a long time, but no. this one definitely I don't think I've ever in my life been normal <laughs> about a book. It was good. No, I can't. I can't. I've never just liked anything casually. No. But who, but who likes a person like that? You know what I mean? I want to hear you monologue about this book. Literally. You don't give me like a, oh, this is my special, special interest, just like 20 minute long speech. Um, what's even the fucking point? What's the point of us hanging out? What's even the fucking point (laughs) of reading a book if I don't? like it that much (laughs) i spent the time and the energy i'm gonna talk about it like i'm gonna talk and i'm gonna be not normal and i'm gonna be entirely insufferable about it (laughs) insufferable like just like go travel back in time to 2010 2009 (laughs) when i was originally reading pjo that was the other thing about this book is it really made gave me the feeling of like the way hunger games and i didn't read the divergent books fun fact i never read hunger games oh well you might want to, but <laughs> but the way like those YA books right. made us feel. Except this time, it, there's sex in it. Except this time, there's real good sex in it, and it really, <sighs> yeah, it's so good. It made me feel like the way 
the way men <laughs> talk about the Joker. <laughs> yeah, this is my Joker. This is my Joker. <clears throat> that and the Barbie no, movie. No, Barbie, yeah. I was about to say, the Barbie movie is my Joker, absolutely. And I Except will, I will be so much worse. I will truly be insufferable. You're welcome, Barbie. Period. So, um, but if you were to describe mm-hmm. Phantom. Yeah. In terms of mouthfeel. If you were to feel it in your mouth and have our audience feel it in their mouths too, mm-hmm. how would you describe it? Okay, so Phantom by Greer Rivers. Okay. In terms of mouthfeel, is hmm, you're underground. You're in like some sort of like underground like. Not sewer system, because it's not, like, smelly, but, like, some sort of, like, water transportation system underneath the ground. Um, There's, like, a slight, like, running water, like, like stagnant mildewy smell. Mm, Okay. Slightly. What a great description. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, And... You've just sort of, like, taken a break. Like, you're sitting on, like, cool concrete underground, sort of with your toes, like, dipped in the in the running water. It's cool. Okay. It's all very cool. You have a sweater on, so you're not, like, freezing cold. Okay. Um, and you don't feel spooked. You know where you are. Mm-hmm. Down the hall, you can see there's an open door with a warm like flickering light coming out and through that door you can hear just this swelling of like a small organ playing Mm. mysterious slightly spooky and yet very beautiful yeah i like it yeah Sorry, that's all I could hear when when you started saying the organ was playing. It's you got he got you gotta you gotta you gotta. I think we all um, saw the movie Phantom of the Opera. Listen, Gerard, what's his name? Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. Was he the best singer? No. I don't care. Was it hot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is Gerard Butler hot and everything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Was Christine also hot? We can't talk about that because she was 16 when they were filming that movie. Ew. Did you know that? Ew. Isn't that a little gross? I didn't feel hindsight, tw- hindsight 2020. But um, she had an inc- Emmy Rossum was 16 when they filmed that Gerard movie. Gerard Butler, he had to have been for like 40. Yeah. Oh, God. Gross. Yeah, that's what they did that. She did have a great smoky eye, though. She did. Such she a did. good smoky eye. And that wig? Eye. That wig. Don't even get me started. That movie was my hyperfixation as a, for sure. I was hyperfixated on the on the Phantom of the Opera movie for quite some time as a child. Oh yeah. Um, I like watching it every day, multiple times a day. Yeah. 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 I loved very it. autistically loved it. Um. Anyway, so Maggie, in terms of mouthfeel, mm-hmm. um, how is Fourth Wing in terms of mouthfeel? Um, you are mm-hmm. rock climbing. Oh. You're scaling a mountain. 
It's raining. Do There's... I have a tether? Uh, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> you okay. don't. You do not have a tether. And you do not rock climb normally. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Um, so, so, so very much like if I was really climbing. <laughs> if you were really rock You specifically Me, really rock climbing. Um, it is raining. It is like storming and cloudy outside. There's lightning and you are at the most stressed you have ever been in your life. Uh huh. You are trying to climb this mountain. Um, you feel, you hear in the distance. You hear roars just in the distance. You feel blasts of heat to your left. I don't like this. To your right. I'm feeling anxious. <laughs> but you also. Feel, feel strong hands hold oh grabbing onto your wrist when you need it and pulling you up and then you feel heat of a different kind Ooh. <laughs> um, heat flooded her core <laughs> and that's fourth wing in terms of feel of the mouth oh that's interesting I like that very mm-hmm. very ominous that was very good description. Made me feel very thank spooked. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Anyway, thanks so much for coming to listen to our podcast today. A podcast of Sweat and Dragons. I'm Jillian. I'm Maggie. And don't forget to charge your vibrator, don't guys. Don't forget. It's very important. <laughs> very important. It's very important. Bye, Barbie. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our show. For more content from us, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at a podcast of Smut and Dragons. If you want to follow either of us individually, you can find me, Maggie, on Instagram and TikTok at T with Margaret and Jillian on Instagram and TikTok at Jillian Keishlin Art. Leave us a comment and say hi, guys. We would love to hear from you and hear about your thoughts on the books we've read. Also, please be lovely and leave us a little sassy review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us we sound nice. That's all for now, babes. See you in two weeks for our next episode. Okay, scram. Love ya.